Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm your host, Alex Gore. I am here with Eugene Kohlberg. Uh, he is a Brooklyn-based architect with over 25 years of experience producing award-winning architecture and interiors in the United States and internationally. As a principal, he has designed imaginative and environmentally sensitive projects across the residential and commercial sectors. Welcome inside the firm, Eugene. Nice to be here. All of that is correct. So first off, what is Colbert? Kohlberg Architecture. We are a small office in Brooklyn um, and we do all sorts of stuff. Um, like an old mentor used to say, from the spoon to the city. Oh, I've never heard that before. Well, that is, yeah, that is a wide range. Range. What is a small, what's a small firm? Uh, five people, depending on the day. Okay. Nice. <laughs> depending, <laughs> depending on, on the who day wants of the to month. Yeah. Who wants to show up? Yeah. Um, so depending who's depending who's remote, who's not. Yeah, got yeah. that. Um, well, you're ahead of the firm, so maybe you can. What is your opinion of the remote versus in person? I don't know. Um, I think there's two aspects to that. One is working remotely as a team internally, right? As, as the office. Um, the other one is interacting remotely with clients. Mm -hmm. The second one is a lot more challenging. Yes. Um, because it just kind of turns into a process of just kind of checking boxes. You know, you go, you go to meetings and you, you know, you're just like, okay, you know, you usually send the PDF ahead of time and, you know, you just, you're just kind of going through things and it's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, it's hard to express emotions over zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of these things, especially in, uh, in pre-design and schematic and stuff are, are just sort of kind of charged with emotions. You know, you're trying to convey a certain, um, electricity and a certain, you know, um, excitement about what you're trying to do and it's hard to do it over zoom. Yeah. I'm actually a, a strong, strong proponent of um, firms working together in physical space. And I know that I'm on kind of maybe the way out, um, but there's a specific reason for it. And the big debate that I'm watching is Apple. I don't know if you, Apple employees have been having this back and forth. And one of their main contention points is, hey, these are uh, just bumping into someone randomly isn't true. But the point that I get is like, okay, that's one thing. And that came from Pixar. Like that's one small aspect. And I was, I was drinking up with a buddy. This was a couple of years ago, actually probably not even that long ago. And he's an architect. And I was just making fun of him just because he's my buddy. And I want to see if, if this rings true in, in your okay. Yeah. And the reason I was, and he's like, no, I love remote work. I'm going to keep doing it, you know, and all that. And, and I go, and of course, this is my friend. So I talk to him different than, than other people. Sure. But I said, you're a bastard. <laughs> He's like, why? I go, I remember when you started at that firm, you said that you sat next to like the head designer of that firm. 
And every day you would get tips, you would get little tiny critiques, you'd get yeah. lessons. He'd look over and see, you know, something and, and just do something, say something and you get better over like two, three years. You just got amazing. You're one of the best yeah. designers in this whole yeah. firm. Sure. And I said, you're a bastard because what about the person that just joined that doesn't get that? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's no, and I was, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, yes. And, and that's, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, I, I think when I, when I started, I remember people used to give me, used to give me and, and other youngins crap for wearing headphones. Yeah. Um, you know, while you're drafting or while you're doing things like, Oh, you know, you're not absorbing this. You're not absorbing that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, but the the working remotely thing, I mean, I've been on teams in other offices where you're working different time zones, different states, different, you know, locations. So that's always kind of been a part of a dynamic, I think, for the last maybe 10 years. So you're mostly agreeing um, that my friend's a bastard. Oh, no, no, no. He is. He tweets 100%. <laughs> 100% he is. Um, but there are, but just kind of going back to the remote thing, I think that the, the, there are scenarios where that has only, that's been the only choice yeah. for years, right? Like if you're working on a project overseas or, you know, even if you're working on a project with a different office or a, a local architect or, you know, an engineer that's, that's kind of far away. Um, and, you know, you sort of need to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And there's no, there's no set formula on how to do it for, you know, if there was, people would be doing it, but it's so, everybody's so different. Yeah. And each project is so different that, um, gotcha. but yeah, your buddy's a bastard. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'll let him know to listen to this. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk too. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. you can just nail him. You just, yeah. you know, who yeah, we can just keep about. going for well, how, much, yeah. how much time we got half an hour. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. Um, could you circling back, what was your journey from, from college to starting your own firm? Um, well, I won't bore you with the details, but I went to a BR program, um, which is five years, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I was, I didn't accept, when I was in high school, I didn't really know what I was really getting into. Um, but I knew that that was the, the kind of the general path. Um, but I knew that the quicker I got to a working opportunity that's at the end that's kind of like what I wanted to do I didn't want to spend that much time in college um, because at the end of the day sort of architecture is what I wanted to do whatever that was I didn't necessarily understand that when I was 17 um, and uh, so I came to New York I've been in New York ever since since 1998 um, and um, you know and I, I I went, you know, I sent resumes everywhere, hard copies on a number 10 envelope. Um, and, um, you know, and I landed on a, on a kind of small, medium office that was a generalist office that, you know, those, those guys did everything from houses to galleries, to museums, to apartments, to, you know, anything that nobody would, they would not say no to anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I got some of the, I think the majority of the DNA of our practice, because um, there is a value of understanding one type of project, look through, you, ha you know, you have the baggage of other project types that you can compare to. 
um, you know, the more of a specialist you are, the more just kind of focus you are. Um, and in our opinion, it's better to know a little about a lot than to know a lot about a little. Hmm. Um, and so anyway, so I was there, I was there for a long time. Uh, 11, 10 years, 12, I forget. Um, but the sort of, you know, the office grew as, as the and challenges grew and the difficulty of projects grew as my sort of experience there grew. Um, and then um, I went to Gensler for a couple of years. Um, it had one of the retail studios in New York. And that's, then that's one of the places where I'm like, oh, okay, I need to figure this, I need to figure out how to work through these projects with teams. And uh, we had a team in Chicago, we had a team in DC and Maryland and Florida. Um, so it was not only communicating with a team of like, I don't know, five, 10 people in New York, it was also like all of these cross state teams, um, you know, and we were doing it. Um, we were doing it remote. I mean, we were doing like we're doing now, right? It was a little bit more primitive. Um, um, and then after a couple of years there, um, I went back to uh, a place that I always wanted to be. Um, the office is called Enyad now. It used to be called Polshek some years ago. Okay. Um, after its founder. Um, and there, you know, I had the opportunity to, to work and projects overseas and, and locally. Um, but I think the, the kind of the general kind of arc or thread is that I've always had the, the luck or the sort of opportunity to have a long leash on things. Like people would just principals or, or sort of directors above me always give me a long leash, um, which is something that I do here as well. I mean, I think that people need space to breathe. You need, you know, to have confidence in the folks that, that work with you. Um, so that definitely helped in developing both our, the sort of the mantra of the office and how we work, but, but also developing, getting uh, as a person growing an experience. Mm -hmm. So that's and it in a nutshell. How did you start this firm? Well, so probably not atypical, um, but I, I, I've always done independent work, um, just little projects here and there. Um, I mean, and I think that that was always an asset to the things that I was doing in the office because um, you would be, you know, the sense of responsibility and, you know, time management and, you know, so on and so on. Um, you know, and at some point the momentum shifts, right? You have enough um, independent work that you're like, okay, well, is this is what you, is this what you want to do is it is it you know is this the type of project you enjoy doing is it um you know what what that is and in and at some point the momentum shifts right and then you're like okay well it's time it's time time to pull the plug i i was extremely lucky that um the office that i was with you know we we sort of had a a, ver a very very lengthy um you know, separation, not separation, but, you know, uh, extraction. Um, and, and that was, that was extremely helpful. Um, do you mean 
Could you clarify that? Like you let them know and then it was oh, yeah. like, okay, I work mean, here for six more months. Yeah, or... yeah, I let, yeah, exactly. I let them know. I was still finishing a couple of buildings with them. Um, and, okay. You stayed you know, on for, yeah, to finish only, the projects. Yeah. Not only were they extremely gracious and, and extremely happy for me. Um, you know, because you never know how it's going to go, right? You know, you never know if somebody's going to be upset that you're leaving or that you're, you know. But uh, you know, the the partner that I was working with was, uh, you know, he was so happy, like genuinely happy for me, and so gracious. And he's like, you know, I better see you in ten years with with a twenty person office, otherwise I'm going to be upset. <laughs> um, now, and then I was finishing a couple of projects, so I was able to stay. Um, you know, part-time or sort of hourly to just kind of finish those projects off. I mean, I had a particular expertise in, in multifamily residential and kind of commercial building that that office was cultivating, but it didn't have that much. Yeah. So they, they were always, they, they still use me as a resource here and there. Um, so we still have a good relationship. And, and so I was lucky with that. I, I think that's rare. And I think that that goes both ways because a lot of times there is this, oh, you give them your two weeks and, and you're done. Yeah. It, no, if you've I, been working like, on a project yeah. for eight months and you have two, three, four months left, it's like you're just, you've been, and, you, you've been working on a project for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it, and I, and out of somebody tells me tomorrow that, you know, it's like, yes, of course I would be, I mean, if I can emulate what this person did to me and, and the, that tone and that encouragement, I would do it every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, but that's a key message though, because I, I think it's just been standard practice and it's fine. I understand it, but it's like, Oh, you give your two weeks or either side, either being laid off or the other way right. um, you're leaving. And it, it's just not conducive to reality of holy cow, what are we going to do now? You know? I, like you can't, I mean, even, even on a, even on a healthy um, hiring environment, let's say it's not like you can no. get all your ducks in a row in a month. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're working on a, on a large civic project or in a large, uh, you know, complicated project, it's like there's multiple stakeholders. There's like consulting. It's just like the team is so big that you're like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and then also this guy and yeah, it, it's all. Um, it's also true that sometimes you can plug into a new firm and they have stuff to do and it's in your area and expertise and that all works out too. But I do that, feel that other takes, times. Yeah, I I know from a lot of different friends. It's like yeah, this new guy. You know, he's been around. Like it takes a a month it takes, or two. It, it so, takes like, it takes like six months. Yeah. To, so to why not really, have that interlap? Really, yeah, exactly. Why not be 50, 50 for yeah. the, for, you know, three to six months, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. 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 No, but I, you know, the, the, yeah, that, that reaction from, from my previous, the partner that I was working with uh, over at any ad was, was just short of magical. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Um, so in architecture, as you know, yeah. how do you manage different tasks, different projects, solve, uh, serving multiple different, you know, masters, quote unquote, what, what is, yeah. what is your kind of way of doing all that? Well, I think, um, 
first of all, I think you have to be realistic on what what you need to do and understand. I mean, the 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 more time or the more you understand how long things take, both you know physically doing something in CAD or in Revit or whatever it is, but also in in the in the face of the project, the more you have that understanding, right? Um, the more you're able to tell people, you know, how long it's going to take, what the deadline is. Because at the end of the day, I think clients want a realistic and pragmatic answer as opposed to telling them, oh yeah, we're going to have it done in a week or whatever. And, and then, you know, you're either killing yourself to do it or you're delaying or whatever. Um, I think, People understand that one thing that a, a professor told me in school one day was like, just, I mean, and back then it was drawing my hand, but just like, make sure you understand how long it takes you to do a drawing of a 24 by 36 sheet, you know, a drawing of a 30 by 42 sheet, whether it's an axon, an elevation, whether you're doing it on pen or an ink or whatever. Um, but it's similar with CAD or similar to, um, you know, design, I don't know if you can see me, but design with air quotes, it's something that you can't really attach time to um, as a task because you never know when the, you never know how long it's going to take. You don't know what, especially with anybody, everybody wanting you to jump on calls because apparently jumping on calls is easier than scheduling meetings and they expect you to just kind of be half paying attention. Um, so that's a little harder to, to, gauge but in terms of just like producing stuff i mean we have a pretty good idea of of how long it takes the folks in here to kind of do things or we know how long it should take um and and we give everybody realistic answers like look we're gonna have this done in this amount of time and there's usually a back and forth but um but we try and i mean and, and at some point it's about keeping us happy but also keeping the client happy by not letting them down too. Yeah. Right? It's like we tell them, it's like, look, this is going to take three weeks. And they're like, well, and I'm like, no, we're telling you it's going to take three weeks. Like we wish we could do it faster, but we can't. Yeah. You know, you give them the reasons, you explain why. Um, the thing that, um, I think that's a little bit more complicated is when you have a lot of projects, right? And, and there's competition between them and your clients are not very understanding you know, how do you determine what's the priority? And, and that's the one that's more complicated. Yep. And also too, going back to the clients, um, I found that the ones that want it in an unrealistic time frame, because some people are realistic and it just might be slightly quicker than you think it's going to be. And I think you can work with them. The people that want a, a whole house, not only, you know, like an addition, you know, modeled up, designed in the building permit and ready to, to build in two months is unrealistic. And I've had them say like, literally not go to, to myself, but also to competitors that I know slash, slash friends. Yeah. And all I said, good luck with that person. Good yeah, luck. <laughs> yeah, no. And we, we've had, we've had clients like that, but I think that part of, part of getting into that conversation is also understanding what their goals are and what their what their pressures are as clients, right? Because they might be thinking that, and we see this a lot. They might be thinking that, you know, they need X, Y, and Z by X date, but we're like, well, no, 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 actually, hold on a second. There's a way of doing this 
where you're going to have the same end result, but the, the sort of the minutia milestones looks completely different. Um, and I think that's where doing uh, projects of different categories or different programs, I think informs our process a little bit more. Um, Cause we can say, look, the way that you do multifamily residential building is this, but the way that we've done this other type of project is we split it a little differently. And they're like, oh, okay, well, can we learn from here? And can we, you know, is there a way of breaking down, breaking down a little bit different, but the more you, the more you put yourself in your client's shoes, the more you understand where they're coming from and what their priorities are. And the more you can sort of interject a little bit and say, actually, no, hold on a second for you, what you actually want to do is this. And for this, you need that, not this other thing that you're talking about. And we yep. see that a lot. Yep. Um, uh, I, just briefly looking at your website, um, which is KohlbergArchitecture.com. Amazing work. Uh, some of the strong ones that stand out to me are, are your multifamily residential. Yeah, those are pretty, those are pretty cool. Yeah. Is that your, is that your, Bread and butter is that your main forte, or? Um, well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, well, we don't have an expertise, right? We're we're we believe in doing, um, you know, like I said, from the spoon to the city. If there's a project that we do more of, it is multifamily residential. Um, I think it's 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 a it's a type of project. And we do, most of our projects are in New York. And actually most of our projects are in Brooklyn, uh, which, is, which is even more sort of micro uh, geography. But the, the multifamily type of project is, is, an, is a relatable program, right? Everybody, at least in New York or Brooklyn, lives in an apartment, right? You know what that wants to be. Um, they're also not complicated buildings from the point of view of building systems and structure, um, even facade, right? Um, the, the structure is pretty formulaic. Um, the MEPs are pretty formulaic, although there's been a couple of recent laws in New York, New York State and New York City in relationship to, to you know, turning old buildings to, to electric instead of using gas that, that have sort of thrown a couple of wrenches in there. Mm. Um, so that's actually been really interesting to understand and to, to sort of see how, how we comply with those. But so the program is highly identifiable, right? You, you have an, you live in an apartment, you, you know what that looks like, you know what, it, you know what it, you would want it to look like um, and operate, you know, you know, the amenities and, and all of that. It's not a complicated building. So it's an easy or it's a, it's a, it's an attainable project for a small office like us to do. Right. I can't pretend that our small office can take on um, a football stadium. Mm. Yeah. Right. Or, or an opera house or, or even a hospital. Right. I mean, I've worked when I was at Eniad, I worked in a hospital and our, our team was about 50, 60 people. Um, you know, we, we don't have that. <laughs> we, we don't have that capacity, yeah. but it, the residential buildings are, are a great opportunity for a small office who's, who's pragmatic enough to understand what you're actually designing um, you're not designing, you know, jewel box buildings, you know, you're designing a residential building, right? 
you're trying to get the most out of that program. Um, and it allows a small office and a small team like ours to be able to, to express um, our design sensibilities into a freestanding building in New York, um, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Um, a building that's going to be there for, if, if it's New York, a long time. <laughs> you know, New York, a long time. But, but Unless it's, you're it's next a, to the MoMA, then they'll tear you down and right, build exactly. an extension. No, you'd actually, you'd be surprised how many, yeah, how yeah. many buildings get turned down. You know? But no, it's, it's, it's a very attainable um, project type for, for a small building who, uh, sorry, a attainable project type for a small office who, who knows what they're doing. Um, and you know, and you obviously surround yourself with consultants that that are experts. That all they do is this stuff on the building systems and structural side. And you know, it's it's a win win for everybody. We can be we can be more nimble. We can service the client a little better. Um, you know, there's not that hierarchy that that you would get on a on a on a on a big office. So it's it's a great project type to work on. One thing that I thought was cool when I lived in New York was, um, the, you know, multi thin little building I lived in, yep. the steps had, they were indented in the center and it was stone. It was, they were stone oh, yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how long does that take? I never looked at how old the building was. Well, cause but, they're, 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 I mean, um, they're marble and marble's a soft stone. Um, and yeah, so that's what happens on, on these pre-war buildings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I look, we, we, we like the project type. It also, we've been really, really lucky to work with great um, developers on these residential buildings that we work on. And, um, you know, and we, in terms of age and in terms of sort of, um, you know, we consider them our peers, right. And it's a great kind of working relationship. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can't, confused what you're doing you're doing an apartment building you're not doing you know a super high-end anything right yep. but there's but there's space in there that you can negotiate to to do something great you yeah know, just because the budget is tight and the, the the parameters are very strict that doesn't give you an excuse to do something shitty absolutely um what is the future of how are you thinking about the future of your firm Well, I in terms, yeah, I can clarify a little bit yeah. in either external or internal, meaning, oh, in the future, we want to do this or stay on this path or in the future, internally, we want to get better at this or change this system. What have you been thinking about in, in those two areas? Well, in the future, I'd probably work from the backseat of a, of a driverless car. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> But um, no, I think that the, the, I mean, one of the things that is, is we consider very strong is that all of our project sites are very close to our office, mm-hmm. right? And be able to, to be involved during construction um, is, is key. Um, so the future will always contain projects that are close by. Um, not only because we believe in, in, you know, and bettering the the public space and civic space and, and the lives of people, but they're also, it's, it's our community, right? So one thing that we want to keep doing and keep doing well is, is work on local projects, 
Um, so the future will always be that in terms of, of kind of project participation. Um, I think one thing that I would like our office to be more involved in is, is probably more nonprofit work, um, both in terms of, of um, affordable housing and how can we get a little bit more dialed in in, in kind of planning and, and participation um, whether it's through consulting or just being the architects or, or designers of a building, but being more involved in that. And how can we be more helpful than what we're being now? Absolutely. Um, so that, yeah, I mean, those are, those are kind of, you know, big brushstrokes, but, um, but yeah, look, if we can, you know, if we can get a couple more people, if you know anybody who's, yeah. <laughs> we're hiring. So if you know, anybody, I know everybody's having a tough time with that. Um, well, then let's end on that note. Where can people get a hold of you? Um, should they follow you anywhere? Any yeah, I mean, Col yeah, colbergarchitecture.com, you know, you can see our work. You can, there's a contact uh, button that you can click. Uh, our Instagram account is, is, always, is always fun to follow. Um, it gives you a little bit, you know, it's the official you know, thing, but it also gives you some behind the scenes. Um, stuff that's going on. I think it's just Colbert architecture. Um, yeah. And you know, we're in downtown Brooklyn. Come by. Nice. Awesome. Knock on our door. Well, thanks for being on uh, inside the firm. I myself and the listeners appreciate it. Yeah. And tell your buddy again, he's a jerk. Will do. I'll text <laughs> him right now. It's like, look, this dude says you're a jerk. Yeah.